Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Thunder Buddies podcast. I am Joe Masato. I'm sorry for the long hiatus, but a lot of moving parts here at the Oklahoman, and today I am welcomed by our new Thunderbeat writer. He has done a fantastic job. His name is Joel. Sounds like Embiid Lorenzi. Joel, welcome to the Thunder Buddies. Yeah, I've been covering basketball since then. Um, my last gig was in Omaha covering Creighton Athletics. They had an Elite Eight run last year. It was, it was pretty fun. They had a... a Another Oklahoman and, and Trey Alexander, who's becoming a big deal this year, probably on some draft boards, first round, I imagine. So, who plays in Stillwater on Thursday night as we're recording? This, yes, so. very true. Um, so, um, that was my last gig. Was there for you know a year and change, and and now we're here covering the NBA, though. Joel, um, I think I know the answer to this, <laughs> but being from Chicago, mm-hmm. I assume you grew up a Bulls fan. No. No, 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 Joe. Joe got to know this, uh, and people are so stunned when they when they hear this. But um, I didn't exactly like, like. I'm 24. I didn't grow up in the Mike era. Um, I did grow up in the D Rose era, but even then, like, there's just this, and I think you're seeing it now. There's been this historical incompetence that's mm-hmm. been you know brushed over by the Mike years, the Mike era, and so. Like, that's what I grew up around. I remember growing up watching John Salmons and, and shit like that. Like, Ben Gordon. Okay, Ben Gordon was, was good. Don't get me wrong. but like I like Ben Gordon. We've, we've sure, been over this. Sure. Ben Gordon was good. <laughs> but, but, like, that was stuff, like, and even when when they peaked with the D. Rose years, like, they only went so far. They didn't make it to mm-hmm. the finals. So, um, I, was, I grew up a Lakers fan, man. Not on some bandwagon stuff. Like, I, I was a Kobe guy through and through. And I – I still am a Kobe guy. Um, I'm not a Lakers fan anymore because I'm an objective journalist. I'm not an anybody fan. A pro's pro. Exactly. But but my Lakers fandom, like, was like just to show fans a little bit about me, I was a fan of the Lakers when they were having Robert Sacre and <laughs> and Xavier <laughs> Henry. Like it got real, bro. Like like so I'm I'm not a I'm not a bandwagon nor am I a a quitter, you feel me? Like I really rock with teams. Did Did you intentionally name drop Xavier Henry because he's from Oklahoma City? No, I actually didn't know that. But I look I, look at you. You're just aware. You're just aware of that now. Sure, but but I I, I name dropped the people who maybe I don't want to say Robert Sacre highlighted that that era, but you you remember? I mean Wesley Johnson, like yeah. some of those names over there. It was it was no that that years. shows that you were devoted. Oh, if for you, sure, and I shouldn't have been. You know, rattling off those names. But it also doesn't – it probably doesn't help my standing in terms of bandwagon versus not bandwagon, bandwagon that I, I grew up a UNC fan. But that was because of my mom. My mom was a, a big UNC fan. Um, but, yeah, like I uh, I did not grow up a Bulls fan. Um, I really didn't grow up a Chicago sports fan at all. Again, not a big football guy, but the Bears was, the Bears have almost never been good in my lifetime. They've been fine in my lifetime. They went to one Super Bowl, I think, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sox were were good when I was a kid, 
Um, I'm a Sox guy. Not, not a Cubs a, fan. Not a Cubs guy, um, which is kind of weird because I am from the West Side, but it's a Sox, Sox crib, Sox household. Um, but I, on the football tip, if anybody even cares, I grew up uh, kind of a Vikings fan because of Adrian Peterson. Oh, you An- another Oklahoma oh, reference, but, really sucking up on the first day oh, on the knock it uh, off. on Thunder Buddies. <laughs> knock it off. That, that's my goat personally. So I, I grew up on him, and, and I was a, a big Vikings guy. So yeah, you're also a big Blake Griffin and Buddy Hield fan, and sure, yeah, uh, I, I like Sam Bradford back in the day. Yeah, keep it going. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's let, let's get to this this season a little bit we're 17 games in this is i won't say all new to you you've been following the league very closely yeah um let's just let's start out with some of your some of your observations about this team so so far um i'm gonna ask an easy question Who, who's been your favorite player to watch so far as you've covered this thunder team yeah and, and joe says it's easy because i i feel like i talk about him a lot in our yeah. conversations um as much as Shea Gilgis is the man, you know, he's a top 10 player. Um, we know who he is, right? I think coming mm-hmm. to the season, um, I was really interested in uh, what what Chet could be this early. Yeah. Um, and, and how impressive he's been has easily made um, him my, my favorite player to watch. Uh, I just think, you know, when he's not on the floor, the Thunder, I'm not going to say the Thunder are a tough watch. That's just not true. The Thunder um, have been really impressive to this point. Uh, but when, when personally for me, when Chet's off the floor, I'm like, damn, like I'm, I'm almost counting the seconds or minutes till he comes back. Um, he's just been that impactful. Um, he's top five in, in blocks per game so far. Um, he's up there in contests per game. Like he's just been this, this very mature rim protector, mm-hmm. this efficient shot maker, this game breaking. You know, um, I'm gonna attack the the closeout off the dribble stretch my entire seven foot one frame and, and go mm-hmm. slam something like he's just been insane to watch and i think um as part of why you know I, I know we talked a lot about you know before the season presty mentioned it dagnall mentioned it um this season was supposed to be about development and i'm not necessarily saying that's changing but um i think fans expectations are kind of changing on what the season can be obviously still early but it feels like this team really has something and they can probably win more than a lot of people imagine and he's he's such a big part of that man yeah i just as far as expectations i'm already taking an l on that because i, I picked them to win 42 <laughs> games yeah um i just don't really see that you know right now with it with as good as they've been right. um obviously still an early sample but they, they've got the best point differential in the Western Conference, um, now they have beat up on some bad teams. They've struggled a little bit against some good teams, but they've sort of I, – I feel like they've been able to still, like, stay in this development mode because they're still the second youngest team in the NBA, except all those young players are, um, you know, playing better early on in their careers than we even expected. Like, I think Chet – is is it? It's not even a hot take to say he's their second best player right now. No, not is at it? all. Not at all. And I, I, I mean, that probably disappoints the the J Dub high, but he's just on both ends. He yeah, he's, he's been that good. And I mean, you could argue. I, I'm off the top of my head. I I can't think of the list or you know the the, the names, but um, the numbers, the 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 real nerdy numbers will show you that he's been a, a top fifteen and twenty player yeah. in the league so far. And in terms of centers, which is what I was really referring to. I I don't know where he would rank. Center hasn't been super deep 
as of late, I don't think. I mean, there are good big men, um, not a lot of elite big men per se, like not a lot of superstar big yeah. men. I mean, the best players in the league are probably big men. But after, you know, after like fourth or fifth center in the league, yeah, um, it's, you, it's, you've got yeah. obviously Jokic and Embiid and everyone else, right. but like he's in that top tier of the he's, everyone he's else tier. Be at least a, a top ten center already for sure. Probably better than that if we're talking about him as a top fifteen yeah. twenty player to this point. So yeah, because like like just just from the other night, Rudy Gobert has been like classic Rudy Gobert defensively this <sighs> season, just like insane. But you can't even compare the two offensively. Now, Chet isn't what Rudy is quite yet on the defensive end. Right. But I think that gap is probably smaller than the gap on what they are on on the other end of the floor. Yeah, and, and then there are different players, right? Like, I think Rudy um, is probably a guy – I don't want to say – maybe I'll go as far as to say is if I'm starting a team, I'm taking Chet because of the, the versatility, because yeah, of yeah, the, yeah. the two-way play um, versus Rudy, where I think that's a guy you probably add to – a team that's already on to something and mm-hmm. wants to, you know, be a contender, which is essentially what happened there, um, and it's it's worked. I mean, I know people want to clown Minnesota for, you know, all that it took to get Rudy, and, and maybe I won't go as far as defending all that it took to get Rudy, but it right now it's working. And, yeah. And, and I, I got to mention, like, the other night, like, just seeing him in action, like, Jet hasn't had a lot of moments where he's looked like a rookie. Obviously, mm-hmm. people are going to say, oh, yeah, he had a year under his belt of – Watching guys, rah, rah, rah. But Chet, I don't want to say he, he looked like a rookie the entire night because he still did things. He kept Rudy on his toes. But Rudy really had him. That, I, I think that's as young as Chet has looked in any game, and and that's just the Rudy effect. Rudy has been incredible, man. And I know mm-hmm. there's one clip of that, that viral possession late game where he's just he's getting out to him at the free throw line for a jumper, then he gets back to the rim, then he's he's constantly rotating. Like, Rudy is, yeah. is damn good, bro. Then he was, like, clapping at the end of the possession, kind of, like <laughs> – Knowing what he did, yeah. I I mean, that was, you know, one of Chet's or maybe Chet's worst offensive game. Um, Six for 20, I believe. Yeah, and then you still look at the numbers, and he's at 54% shooting overall, 43% from three, um, 87% from the free throw line, 18 points per game, eight rebounds, 2.7 assists, over two blocks, and like that – you know, those percentages even include, you know, what he did the other night. So it, it is incredible. Like, if you would have told me 17 games in, he was the Thunder's second-best player, I would have thought this might be a good sign, but, like, what happened to J-Dub? What happened to Josh Giddy? I, I would expect both of those guys, like, to be more impactful when it comes to winning than a rookie center because, you know, those guys often struggle. And it's not like J-Dub – has been bad by by any means. I mean, I you you look at his numbers; they're, they're all you up. know seventeen points yeah. per game, still shooting fifty percent from the field. Um, but it, it's just a reflection of how how good Chet's been. Um, I mentioned Giddy. Uh, let's let's get this out of the way now. You've done some really good reporting uh, along with Nolan Clay here on this. It, it's a difficult situation to talk about because we basically know nothing and mm-hmm. can only. Um, report that you know the NBA is investigating uh, the police in, in Newport Beach California are, are investigating um, but Joel just kind of tell us what you can if there's anything more to add on that right yeah. and, and for those who don't know um, obviously Josh Giddey has been in the news um, for this situation to stem from you know a, a social media post from an anonymous account uh, maybe about a, a week ago now 
yeah. um, around Thanksgiving. Yeah, um, we could go today. Yeah, yeah that, that alleged that you know he was having an inappropriate relationship with a minor. Um, you know, some people have tracked down the the alleged girl, alleged victim, and um, she's from I believe Newport Beach, California, mm-hmm. that area, which is um, the most recent update has been that the Newport Beach Police Department. Um, just put out a statement and, and said, you know, they're doing their due diligence and looking into it. Mm-hmm. Um, the league announced shortly after this all came out last week that they were doing their due diligence and looking into it. No updates on on either front, obviously, yet. But, um, you know, since the league announced they were looking into it, obviously it's, it's escalated to at least become this thing where Newport Beach is doing their due diligence. I don't know if it will become more than that. Uh, yeah. And TMZ is re- doing – having different reports, you know, they're – they, they reported yesterday. I, I I can't confirm any of this, obviously, but um, they reported yesterday that the the girl in question doesn't want to come forward and, and speak. Yeah, so family's it, not cooperating. I yeah. think was the report. So it, it's, it's difficult to, like you said, speak on this. And I think that's been the misconception among Twitter users who are like, you know, why are people not putting more emphasis on this compared to Ja or, or Kyrie or mm-hmm. something? But it's this is a unique situation, man. Not only are these allegations very serious to where you got to really. Mm-hmm. treat them as such but um it's hard to talk about something that stemmed from an anonymous post yeah from an anonymous user there's nothing concrete there yet completely i mean all we have yeah. is now that the league is looking into it and that the newport beach police department is looking into it I, I don't know how much more we can say beyond that yeah and and that's the thing i mean comparing it to other situations that do have concrete details in this we we know nothing um but I mean, you've done a really good job, especially coming in. It's like, did not think you would be dealing with this situation, obviously, but um, you've kind of continually asked, you know, Dagnalt, as there are updates, if anything is changing with Giddy's status. And as of uh, this point, and, you know, I, I don't have an opinion on this whatsoever, but the Thunder is going to continue to, to play him, barring any you know, further changes, it seems. Yeah, I won't diss any opinion either. I, I kind of want to wait till this is all – there's some closure, some relative closure. I don't know what will come of it, um, especially if she's not talking. I, I don't know what that closure will look like, what the end result of this will be, but I'll probably hold off to then for, for any opinion, especially if there's nothing concrete. There. Yeah. And I, and I also want to address um, – because there are people – and, you know, I – Obviously, like you said, I, I've been posting some of these videos asking, you know, for updates and stuff mm-hmm. like that from from relevant team members. You know, Giddy himself, yeah. uh, Mark Dagnall, um, and some of the responses on on especially the video the other day, um, some of them were concerning, man. Like, I and I I think there's a misconception there. People and, and James Edwards that covers the Pistons says something like this, completely unrelated to what I'm talking about, but it it's all the same. People really don't understand. The job of a journalist, man. Yeah, and so like I'm, I'm getting to see that every day with this giddy stuff, and um, just on that last video with, where I, you know, tried to ask Mark about whether he can confirm the TMZ reports that, you know, Newport Beach Police Department was looking into it. Obviously, that later came out in a statement, but um, people were like, "Oh, why did he keep asking Mark these questions?" Like, Mark is who is available to ask these questions. He's the head coach. Maybe yeah. he's not the best suited person. To ask you questions, but, but he he's is a public face of. Yes. I mean, these are public figures. He's one of the main faces of the Thunder, and like this is our job. Like, yeah, I saw someone be like, "Can the team tell the media to not ask these questions?" It's like the the level of not being aware of what our jobs are, and like 
it's not like we want to cover this stuff. I, I mean, yeah. just, you know, you, you would hope this stuff doesn't happen. Um, but at the same time, it's it's like, you know, part of journalists is is holding people accountable. And if it if nothing comes of it, then then so be it. But if there is something, I mean, we, we've just got to follow it along the way. And you've done a good job of that. I appreciate that. And, and, and like you said, like, dude, a month into my first NBA gig, <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be I mean, maybe it wasn't necessarily supposed to be ice cream and, and daisies and all that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I definitely didn't think it was going to be this yeah. so for people to be like, oh, like. Like, yo, because there are people, I think, that are trying to, you know, farm engagement from this whole thing. But yeah. me simply asking the, the most relevant people available of updates, and I think I've done it in the most respectful way possible. That's also been fair to the Thunder, right? Sure. Like, you're it, you're just reporting what they say. Yeah. And I think it's okay for everyone on Twitter, take this as a lesson, please, that we can just know that we don't know. Like you don't have to have opinions about stuff that we don't know anything about. Um, you're just reporting what what's being said, uh, and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Let's get to some fun stuff because you, you talked about um, being in Minnesota th- the other night. Uh, you've been to Sacramento, Phoenix, mm-hmm. Golden State, mm-hmm. anywhere else? Oh wow, Golden State was like four days. I okay, it's so far. You t- you took the. The trip I really wanted to go. I went on. to Chicago. I did not take it. You were just not. I don't want to hear it, Joe. In position not to go. be here yet. Don't care. Uh, it's okay. They'll go back there next year. Um, <laughs> Yo, the first, like I'm about to put Joe in when we get done with this is insane. First, you know, the, some of the part I, I miss the travel and I don't. It's good to be home mm-hmm. more, but at the same time, it's always cool to to go to new places and and see different cities. What has been your favorite? road city so far road city that's interesting um it's kind of it's kind of a cheat of an answer because i have been to this place a few times already yeah. and i already loved it um i think phoenix okay is the best city i got people there it's always hot there you probably don't want to go there closer to the summer but like right now you definitely don't want to do you definitely that don't. but if you go there right now it's like 70 bro that's so elite that's elite you can walk around with a t-shirt and probably some sweats it'd be, it'd be cool and and then, um, I don't know, Phoenix as a city, like, of all the cities, like, don't get me wrong, like, San Fran, apparently they don't like people calling it San Fran, so let's retract that. Uh, what, do, what do I want to call them? SF, uh, the Bay. How about San Francisco? San Francisco, sure, yeah, that, that works too. <laughs> the Bay Area. Sure, the Bay Area. Um, that that was cool, right? I think I would have liked Oakland more if I would have spent more time over mm-hmm. there. Um, but where I, I just didn't get really get to explore it like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and it was that would be my favorite. I love San Francisco. It was good. It was fine. But Arizona Phoenix is a it's a great city, man. It's, it's super underrated. And then like for the practice when we got there, we were at Arizona State, and their facilities are cool. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I liked everything about that trip. Um, so I, I'd lean at maybe maybe Golden State. That trip was like mm-hmm. number two. Obviously, I don't I don't got a ton under my belt right now, so. Sacramento is an kind of an underrated city. No, it definitely I, I is. would say. No, I I, <laughs> I agree, but I think you got to be in there downtown to really yeah. like Sac. Like I was in North Sac, I think uh, my hotel was, and and so I didn't I didn't get a a great super you know long experience in Sac. Mm-hmm. We'll, may, I think I'm going back in a couple of weeks. I don't know if we'll make that trip or not, but 
Um, Sac, no, Sac downtown is elite. Around their arena, mm-hmm. it's super elite. I really wanted to spend time down there more because it's, it's underrated, like you said. Did you see the beam? The beam, I did because they won. So <laughs> so I did see the beam. I wasn't in a, in a in a rush from my seat. I don't remember who did it. Maybe maybe uh, Domas. I don't know. That was interesting. It was kind of underwhelming in person, low key. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was gonna be like. Uh, okay, Joe. I know wait. You, don't you have to be outside to like appreciate it though? That's why I think I said it was underwhelming. Cause, yeah. Because have you? I know you don't watch stuff, but have you ever seen Dragon Ball? No. Oh my god. Okay, so Dragon Ball in Dragon Ball. Is that like Lethal Weapon? Jesus Christ, though. Dragon Ball. <laughs> I'm not gonna explain Dragon Ball to you. Are you kidding me? Go Google that after we finish. But Dragon Ball. Like Dragon Ball Z? Yes, like Dragon Ball Z. Okay. But Dragon Ball is like the precursor to Dragon Ball Z. So when you collect the Dragon Balls, this this dragon, this mystical dragon pops up out of nowhere. But when the dragon pops up, there's like this fat beam that just pops through the sky. It's, it's supposed to be this big entrance. Yeah. That's what I expected the beam to kind of be. And I think, like you mentioned, like you've got to be outside to really get the whole Dragon Ball experience yeah. of the beam. But inside, it's like, bro, this is like a laser pointer. Like, what the hell? Like, kind of a kind of a hot take. Not liking the beam. Universally like the beloved con- is the no, beam. No, no, I like the concept of the beam. I just think I was in the wrong point of view for the beam. I think from where That's I was sitting, I was like, it was kind of weak, dog. I don't know. But I like the concept. Um, I want to stay on this theme. That was favorite city. So I, I guess what you just said about Sacramento is going to factor into this answer. But favorite arena favorite arena experience what what is what's that been I'll, I'll, there's layers to this question because what are the layers, it's, just a, layers. it's pretty straightforward because crazy enough like the beam did not impact i think viewership wise like watching a game yeah sacramento was the best the, the it's a at- great arena it's insane the the atmosphere and then that was a that was one of the end season tournament games and i thought cool sac had, i thought sac had one of the more underrated courts like theirs mm-hmm. theirs was elite um and just the the atmosphere, the fans, how much they got into it, the the PA, the whole experience, bro. Like when when uh, when Keegan Murray uh, makes a shot, they're like Keegan, and the crowd's like Murray. Like that's that's so yeah. elite to me, bro. Like um, just it was lit in there, bro. Like just watching the game there. Their seats aren't terrible for us, so it was it was fun overall. I think Golden State was was close, just because obviously Golden State is known for their mm-hmm. atmosphere, even if it's not at Oracle anymore. Um, and just. Their their setup, like how cool that arena is, um, just some of the things they do, the way they treat you in there, like go to state. That's that's why I say it's layers, because um, go to state. Gotta, you like the the red carpet to be laid out for you. I didn't say all that, <laughs> but go to state. They when you go in the B writer room, they got they got your alma mater on your name tag, which is fire for those. I think I mentioned I went to Mizzou, right? I'm not I'm not an enthusiastic. Did Mizzou. you mean? Yeah, I think you did. I, think I did. I'm I'm not an enthusiastic Mizzou. Like if you see me and say M I Z, I'm not I'm not gonna say Z O U. Like I'm, I'm, I think that's corny to me. But if you're not a journalism nerd, Mizzou is like the journalism school, and Mizzou grads love to remind you that yeah, they went yeah. to mizzou it's like the journalism illuminati i don't do that <laughs> i don't do that I'm, I'm not the super mizzou head but um i can appreciate that they put your alma mater there and then they got an ice cream machine bro mcdonald's don't even always gotta work <laughs> an ice cream machine but they got an ice cream machine i like to go to state that's why i said there's layers to this question um phoenix was fun um it's a uh, it's interesting their setup is like kind of on the on the ground level with the court so mm-hmm. you can like walk out and when you walk out of the media room you're seeing players come out of the tunnel like i remember the players were coming out to shoot the the pregame shoot around it happens with like 15 minutes left before the mm-hmm. game and they were all right there their setup's interesting um minnesota 
was good because their seats are kind of like where we sit at Paycom. Yeah. Um, in terms of in they're the like corner. lower in in the corner. And I think they do that with all media. Like they're all on the ground level. Like it's super, mm-hmm. super dope. I wish I had my, I lost my glasses on one of those flights. So I wish I had my glasses. I'm not exactly Velma without my glasses, but the details can get fuzzy. Like I can't really see from far. So um, I wish I had my glasses for the Minnesota trip. Cause that was, that was good seating. That was fire. We, we were actually supposed to record this pod about 30 minutes before we're doing it, which means nothing now that you're listening to it. But, Joel forgets his glasses. He forgets his phone. He has two phones. He and, <laughs> he and he and SGA are the only two Oklahomans with two phones. That's not true. Chet has two phones. Chet, so there's three. Uh, he forgot his laptop at the practice facility this morning. So. Thanks for telling him that. Now so that, people now now when I slip maybe, up on the beat, they're gonna be oh the, the, the type of dude who lost his laptop. <laughs> Irresponsible bastard. Hey, we're about transparency. Not that much transparency. <laughs> Leave me new, basically. Oh man, forgetting your glasses. Um, what, what's the what's the next trip you got? Have you booked it yet? Um, so I would have liked to go to Houston, but we're not going to that. Um, this it's just super soon. That's another thing with this in season tournament. Um, you know. Oh yeah, the the, the trips are crazy. Yeah, the scheduling um, is really tough. And and for those who don't know, I won't give up too much detail. But we've kind of already been kind of booking trips on shorthand because I just got here and, mm-hmm. and we didn't have time to playing ahead so um we just weren't gonna and houston's been relatively i think better than expectations it's just it's not a trip i think we're making because it is a one-off um just a a lot of factors it's probably my least favorite nba city really yeah why Uh, it it totally lacks charm it's giant with no character you know what? I'm not against that. And Joe, like I can see why you don't like it. I'm I'm not a big fan either. I I so I lived in Houston. Uh, I interned with the Chronicle last summer, I believe. I, mm-hmm. Not even last. Yeah, it was last summer. I, I lose track of the time. Uh, not this past summer, obviously, but the summer before that. Um, and I was kind of miserable there, dog. Like you really got to be like in the clubs, I think, to to really get the most out of Houston because mm-hmm. that's like a real like night. Maybe that's what I'm missing. That's why I said I, I can see why you didn't like it. I, I, I didn't like it. You know, I'm I'm supposed to be I'm probably supposed to be in the club, but I was yeah. not. In, and um, yeah, you're a youngster who who would enjoy. Joe, that we're not gonna act like you're eighty, dude. Well, some people think you're eighty, I guess, because R. Jordan Davis thought you graduated in the O three. O three. Oh, shout out Jordan, who just walked Joe's, in. Joe's low-key a young bull too. He, he's he's a young bull. He's just a columnist. So the, with the bull. responsibility, people think he's old. So. Let's wrap up with this. So the Thunder Thunder has another really long homestand coming up from December 21st to Indeed. 27th. But before then, uh, their next seven games, I want to play a little game here. Uh, they're home against the Lakers at Dallas, at Houston, then back-to-back home games against Golden State and Utah, um, and then two road games at Sacramento and Denver. So some pretty good teams in there. I mean <laughs> – Utah is probably the the one where you would look at is there's no automatic win, but you would think they would beat Utah at home. Right. Um, but even at Houston could be tough. I don't want to talk too much about the Lakers game because that's going to happen tonight. But what do you think they will go in those next seven games? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, hmm. I, I could see – okay, seven games you said. I think – I could see them dropping two games. Like I, I think – the Lakers, we were kind of talking about this before the pod, but mm-hmm. um, just the, the back-to-back for the Lakers, they, they were in Detroit the night before we're recording. 
Um, I think Braun and AD played something like 28 minutes apiece. Um, whether you think that's too much or not enough uh, depends. I guess only their opinions matter whether they play or not. We, we're not sure if they're going to play. Um, if they don't play, obviously, really sways the the tables toward uh, toward OKC. So I, I'm I'm going to give OKC just the win because I I, I think Braun is probably doubtful at least. Um, yeah. I think they could lose Dallas. Dallas has been pretty good to start the season. Um, they've they've got a lot from their rookie and, and Derek Lively. Um, they've just they they've taken a leap. I, I when they made the Kyrie trade last year, I thought they needed time. Um, obviously, they missed the playoffs last year. I, I thought they needed time for that to work itself out and and to get the you know necessary pieces. And they needed a summer. Um, and so far, they've, they've looked good. Obviously, you know, this is the part of the season where Luka is 100% or relatively 100%. I think he, he did something with his hand the other day. But mm-hmm. um, there comes a point in the season where he's exhausted and run down. And that, the, the yeah, kind of and that, that's always a fun matchup to watch because, you know, last year we talked about this a lot. But he said that Lou Dort was the top three defender in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And, like, Luka versus Dort, um, Dort's – kind of had his number for as much as you can have Luca's number so um Thunder is as equipped as anyone to to guard them yeah. but yeah that'll be a tough game yeah so I, I I'd probably lean a Dallas win there just because it is a road and if I have to I, I don't think OKC will be perfect through the seven game span um obviously we talked a lot about their efficiency and you know the sustainability of that mm-hmm. um, at a certain point stuff has to drop off I Five and it, two though would put them at sixteen and eight, which pretty good. Pretty pretty good. Pretty, pretty, good, standing. pretty I don't, I don't think good. You, I don't think you'd be mad at five and two. So let's say they drop Dallas. Let's say they beat Houston and Houston. Um Golden State's in, in rough shape, dog. Like they mm-hmm. um they just got Steph back on that trip. Okay, she was out there, but um, you know, no Gary Payton for the foreseeable future. Um who am I missing? Chris Paul has like nerve damage. Um Andrew Wiggins and, and Clay have been bad to the point where Clay is like going back and forth with Tim Kawakami out there in, yeah. in San Fran. Um, he's clearly frustrated during the contract year. So let's say that's a OKC win. Uh, the Jazz have been pretty bad. So I'd be stunned yeah. if, if uh, OKC lost that game. Um, Sacramento's interesting. I I think OKC only lost that game the first time around. Um, obviously there was no Fox, but they lost that first time around um, because of how bad their fourth quarter was. I imagine. Mm-hmm. Some of those wrinkles would be ironed out. Still a tough game to 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 win, but I I think they can win that that time around. And in Denver, Denver's interesting, man, because Denver is the only team that is really outclassed OKC mm-hmm. to this point. Obviously, I, th- I think Jamal Murray's supposed to come back tonight. Yeah, right? and and that was you know the Thunder, they went two and zero to open the season, and then came home home opener against Denver and just got blitzed. So yeah, that's that's like. You know, no one is saying the Thunder is a contender to to win the West this year, but that's like the standard bearer in, in this conference. Yeah, um, kind of comparing yourself to to what Denver is. Yeah, there, there's levels for sure, and they kind of want to say no. They they compare a lot of their process to to you know places like Denver, and, and yeah, San Antonio. Well, and like the stability that Denver's had, you yeah, know, for they're sure. it's, it's it's smaller admirable. market. It's admirable, and even with with Murray missing however many games, they're they're sitting at second in the conference. So um, I I think they probably lose that game, Loki. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you got, I think Michael Porter struggled for a time there, and I mean, he's like their you know third fourth option. So mm-hmm. the Denver is Denver. Reggie Jackson popped off for like thirty five the other day, some crazy ass that line. So 
Uh, Reggie Jackson still getting booed in Oklahoma City. Yeah, so um, I, I'd say they dropped that in a in the Dallas game. If if any, those are my picks. So five and two is, is what I'm going. With. What about you? Um, I'm gonna say four and three. I'm I. I'm that <laughs> Zach is a really tough game. Is yeah, I mean, I I, th- I think you know with, with the level of toughness of those games, like anything above five hundred w- would be a win. For sure. Um. But, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. Fun stretch coming up um, before Christmas. Uh, the Thunder did not make the in-season tournament quarterfinal. Are we on quarterfinals now? Um, but, anyway, I, I've enjoyed that. I'm looking forward to watching the the tournament games. No, the, the, the tournament is, is tough. Do, do you have suggestions for the next tournament? Because I do think well, – what uh, it, I don't really. I mean, I think it's – No, there, ha- there has to be some tweaks to it for sure. You don't think so? Yeah, but I, I guess I, I would listen to tweaks, but I don't have any, like, off the top of my head. No, okay, so in terms of, like... Outside of your own scheduling matters, what are your tweaks? Right, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to give people my first world problems, but, um, like, reward-wise, I haven't brainstormed a ton, but, like, there has to be some middle ground where you're not just instantly giving a team uh, some wild playoff berth to where they don't have to really compete the rest of the season or yeah. there's a lack of motivation or... The players capital. seem motivated by money, though, which is sure. a little surprising, especially some of the guys that are even higher paid. They're like, like Dame has said this, LeBron, like they yeah. want to win it for some of the guys lower down on the roster. No, it, it, that's a fair point. Mike Brown showed his guys what kind of house you could buy in OKC <laughs> with, with the money. So um, there is some motivation there enough with the with the money. Um, but I do think, I don't know, maybe you could add more of a reward. I don't think it should be something crazy, but more reward. I'm mm-hmm. thinking more like, the actual setup of the tournament because you think of teams like like OKC. OKC's been one of the better teams in the league. And, you know, by the second game, I don't think they had a, even a chance to really advance yeah. in this tournament. And so it's like there has to be a bigger sample size of games, like a longer stretch. Maybe you talk about the first few weeks of the season. Maybe you add more playing games, maybe double the amount of playing games. I don't, I don't I, know. I've heard that suggestion. I don't like that just because, you know, if you – like I've heard some people say maybe play two uh, games against every team in your group in, instead of one. Um, but I kind of like this element of randomness in it because you can get, you know I, – I don't necessarily want to see, you know, the the three best teams in each conference make the tournament when we're going to be seeing those teams at but the you, end of the year. But you don't know – but you don't know – I mean, with with this year, it's like the T Wolves, the 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 Thunder. Like these were teams that probably going into the season, people yeah, either didn't true. have that high, or you know, recently in recent years they weren't that high. So it's there's like there's a chance for teams that have been playing this well to start the season to get in there. And yeah, make some noise. like the Pacers are the a Pacers. perfect example yeah. in the East, and the Thunder would be like the equivalent of that in the West, right. but just didn't make it. So I, I think there's there's a little bit of like. You gotta kind of reward some of the the, yeah. the early. We'll, we'll get you on the phone with Adam Silver. I'll pass. <laughs> he could just follow me on Twitter and just see me rant about it. Everyone should vo- follow you on Twitter. What what is your handle? My handle is at JX Lorenzi. For those who don't know how to spell my last name, it's L O R E N Z I, and the X stands for my middle name, which won't be disclosed. But I think smart people can guess what it is. So, and Xavier? I won't. Huh? 
Xavier? Yes, Xavier. Well, thanks, Joe. Thanks for the. What else would it be? Thanks for exposing the mystery. I don't know. It could have been X-ray. Some shit. I don't know. It, it could have been something <laughs> crazy. It, it just, I, I could have been a man of mystery, but it's never going to go on my byline. It used to be in my byline. In Omaha. I like that. X is a great letter. It's it's pretty elite. Yeah, like, like Joel X Lorenzi. It's not a bad byline. I just I don't want to be that guy that has their middle initial. I think Joel Lorenzi is cool enough. So anyone call you JX? No, that's the X Man. Freaky. Wow. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not. I'm not one for nicknames. Low key. I don't have any nicknames. You you do though. Joe Blow in the house. <laughs> Your nickname. It sounds like Embiid. That's that's not my nickname. That's my name. Oh boy. Okay. I'll. Uh, Let's wrap it up there. I hope you guys enjoyed this because we're probably going to do it again. Yeah. Joel is, is going to make me do this again. And honestly, yes. we, we, need to keep, we need to keep the tradition of Thunder Buddies alive. Um, we might go back to a, a two days a week type thing, but um, leave us a review. Give us your feedback. Yes. Hit up Joel on Twitter. And we'll, send me send me questions. I'm doing. I'm probably doing a weekly mailbag. So send yeah. me, send me questions. DM me questions. Email me questions. If you somehow find my number on the dark web, text me questions. Yeah. All that. Yeah, I'll I'll share Joel's number on the next podcast. <laughs> I was, uh, I was thank you guys <laughs> so much for listening to the Thunder Buddies podcast. Uh, Joel will have post game coverage Thursday night after the Thunder plays the Lakers. And we will talk to you again soon. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.